Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of today's Total Time Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram at All Day Packers, and I'm joined by my good friend Braun, who you can follow on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. And we are still in person. We are still together, sitting right next to each other. And today is a sad day, Braun. It's been a tough one. How are you? <laughs> well, this is the saddest it gets in terms of my uh, Packers fandom. All of the above, whatever you want to call it. Our, our Packers fan. Okay, so the Packers, they're going to trade Aaron Rodgers. That's been confirmed by the man himself, Aaron Rodgers. And we have not known a team without Aaron Rodgers as its quarterback. And, you know, we've had a lot of time to think about the possibility of them moving on. I mean, we're this is the third offseason in a row that it's been a possibility that they're going to move on from Aaron Rodgers. But this is the first time that it's been real. And Rodgers confirmed the reality on the Pat McAfee show today. He will be the quarterback of the New York Jets in 2023. The trade is not done yet. They still have to work out the compensation. And uh, it's just, it's been a sad day. It's been a, we've done a lot of mourning, haven't we, Bron? Yeah, this is the saddest it will be and it will ever be. This is the most um, depressing in terms of Green Bay Packers football. This is as sad as it will get. And it's just the reality that this quarterback, the quarterback, will no longer be the quarterback for Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is the thing that's made this team go for 15 straight years. He's been in the organization for 18 years, longer than most of the people that are at the top. He was there when Bob Harlan was the president and not Mark Murphy. He was there when other coaches, other GMs, this is something where he has been the leader of this team in, I would say, even above all, above even just the players, he led the entire organization from top to bottom. He was the number one person in this organization, and now they have pushed him out and they will look to try to win without the man who's made this thing go and been the only reason that we've won for his entire career. The saddest part of all of this is that not only have we never known a team without Rodgers as its quarterback, but we've never gone into a season without the Super Bowl being the expectation. You know, it's the hope going into 2023. You know, of course, we hope that this team is going to win a Super Bowl, but it is by no means the expectation. I don't think anyone has Super Bowl expectations going into this year. And that is really a first because Rodgers has been the reason that this team is relevant as they are. He's the he's one of the you know, it goes back to Brett Favre. It goes back to the 90s and, you know, the Sig, the Lombardi era and everything about everything like that is the reason that the Packers are a national team. But Rodgers is the reason that they've been one of the top five, top three teams in the NFL in all of the American sports. The Packers are up there with the large markets like L.A. and New York. The Packers are one of those major franchises in all of American sports and Rodgers is a a big part of that of course so it's just I can't even put into words I I never thought that this would be the season that they move off of Rodgers because like we've said a hundred times 2022 was a year it felt like a bridge between two Super Bowl windows Rodgers I thought Rodgers would be the quarterback in both of those windows you know I thought that this was just going to be a transitionary year where we kind of we move on from Devontae and then we develop the young guys and maybe we free up some cap space and we attack 2023 and 2024 as the years that we're going to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and it's going to be that second late career window for Rodgers. But I guess the Packers saw enough from Jordan Love. They saw enough from Aaron Rodgers' decline in play to decide to move on from him, which I think is the wrong decision. 
Braun. Uh, what do you think? What well, do, you, do you think that was the right decision? <laughs> we know. We know I don't think that was the right decision, and it's just because the known commodity in Aaron Rodgers, I think, has a lot left in the tank, and he has said repeatedly that he could play. And this was maybe a couple of years ago, but there's always been the conversation about him playing up until, at the very latest, the age of 45, but at least... It's always been at the very least past the age of 40. Now he will continue to do that with a new football club, but it, it will be, I oh think, my God. he could play there for a while if, if it goes well. Oh, my God. I just, oh. I, again, I don't even want to get into the Dude, details Dude, this is so that, hard but, because I want him to win a second ring so badly. But it's not going to be with us. It's not going to be with us. So it's hard to even How, care. That's going to hurt, man, yeah. watching him win a well, Super Bowl. The, again, the it hurt to are, watch MVS win the Super Bowl, and he had zero catches in the big game. Well, if they surround him with the talent that it looks like they're planning on doing, I mean, it's going to be pretty obvious that he's going to get at least a couple cracks at this thing. Even in that tough AFC, which is much tougher than the NFC, he is going to get a really strong shot at winning a Super Bowl, another one. And if he wins another Super Bowl with another organization, the dream of mine, yours, and him was to finish his career in Green Bay. And if he wins another Super Bowl with another club, the New York Jets, I mean, that changes a lot about his legacy and what he means to the NFL. He's not just the Green Bay Packer. He is the Green Bay Packer and the New York Jet. Or he no, could decide after a bad year. It's like Peyton year. Manning, bro. Like, if he wins a ring, it's going to be Peyton Manning. What do you remember Peyton as, a Bronco or a Colt? Both, you know? It's a both thing. So now Rodgers is going to, if he wins, you know? I mean, the, but again, that's a lot, you know? It's going to take a lot for him to win there. But also, you know, going to a new team, it's like, well, Brett, Brett didn't win. Which is why he's always remembered as a Green Bay Packer, but the Vikings get to celebrate him as 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 probably maybe. The I still th- I feel like people think of Brett as you know partially a Viking, and not so much a Jet, not so much a Jet, but cer- certainly partially a Jet. Yeah, and, yeah, and because they made a big move for him and and all that, but I mean Green Bay is his his city. It's Green Bay is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the Packers. He's the longest tenured Packer of all time. Ever. The greatest player to ever don that green and gold uniform. I started watching football when Rodgers was already well into his career, long into his, you know, tenure as the starting quarterback. But I imagine it is it must have been so hard to expect Rodgers to surpass what Brett Favre meant to this organization. Like, can you imagine in 2008, people who had watched Brett Favre for all their life thinking that one day Rodgers is going to break all of Brett's franchise records and be the longest tenured Packer in franchise history. I mean, that's insane. What he has done for this team, he is my favorite athlete of all... Is he my favorite human of all time? Now, that that's debatable because he is he was my childhood hero. He's the reason I fell in love with the sport. You're going to see a lot of that today. And today, it's been... It's been a sad day, and it's really just been the progression of things setting in for me, you know, and I'm, I'm is, sure you relate to this, This has been too. in the making for three years, probably, of where we everybody's telling us that Aaron's gone, and we, we had hope and, and a lot of research and thought into the idea that he would stay, and we were right for three years in a row, and this is the first year where it's been incorrect, because eventually it was going to happen that he wouldn't be a Packer anymore. This did not feel like the year that we would move on from Aaron. Just because I think, obviously, we've talked about it at length, but the extension happening a year ago. <laughs> My God. and There's the, so much crap, dude. The, the fact that we, he loses Devontae, we have a complete overhaul, we influx a bunch of youth and inexperience into his receivers, and we give him a guy who's been consistently forever, 
as long as we've had him, he's been our either our three or four, maybe two a little bit last year, but it was MVS, I'd argue, more so, as Alan Lazard is his number one. And we judge him based off that, and now make the decision that it's time to move on. This is, this is, okay, now I didn't want to come on here and criticize the front office too much, um, but the, the most criticism that I will dish out today is that if you are going to trade Aaron Rodgers, the time to do it was last offseason. You would have gotten so much more in trade value. You're coming, that was, you're trading Devontae away. That should, you should just shut the window completely, shut the door completely, close the book, end the chapter. If you're going to trade Aaron the next season after an eight win season with nothing to throw to, I mean, come on. You know how much value Goody lost? You know how many dollars we lost by giving him that extension? Committing to him? him? We're going to be paying him to not play in Green Bay for the next three years. That is the worst thing that they could have done. Is, is extend him last offseason and trade him now. I mean, you extend him, you're betting on him. Like, you can't just give up after one year. This doesn't make sense to me, man. None of it does. It would only make sense to me if Jordan had extended playing time and looked like he was going to be Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert and looked like he was going to be the next great young quarterback, which... Another thing that I'm sure we're going to address all offseason, a lot of this fan base thinks that Jordan Love is going to be great. They just assume that. I don't know if it's because we we went from Favre to Rodgers. They think that we just we only draft good quarterbacks. I don't know what it is, but they think that Jordan Love is going to be great. Jordan Love is probably going to be average. I mean, I'm not. That's not a hot take. It's just this. It's the statistical likelihood, right? Jordan Love is going to be an average quarterback, most likely. What are we doing? What are we doing? You. Can't. It hurts to even talk about because. I can't rationalize it to myself. Um, and, you know, there are people who think it was the right move to trade Aaron. And I guess they're saying that, yeah, 2023 isn't going to be great, but 2024 is the year if Jordan's good. And it all relies on Jordan being good. And it also relies on Matt LaFleur being a good enough coach to uh, carry Jordan Love <laughs> to, uh, you know, a, a good offense with these weapons and it, a lot of things have to happen, seriously, for this team to be good and competitive in the near future. The standard for championships, Super Bowls, contention, it has gone down. It is gone. The window for championship winning is over. Who do we have left, man? Who David do we have Bakhtiari. left? Wow. We have, in terms of veterans that have done it at a high level, David. We have guys on defense, which is coordinated by Joe Barry. Guys that have been there in the heated, heated playoff battles, some of our biggest games, like there's you no now one have left, to man. throw Kenny into that conversation. Yeah, Kenny's Kenny in the conversation. Clark, who is who is the longest tenured Packer at this point? It's David, I guess. David currently, I would say, I can't think of anybody else. Mason's not there. Randall's not there, and it's not even a tenure thing because he left. Yeah, but all these guys are not going to be there. And Allen is gone, obviously. It's a brand new chapter, bro. It's crazy. I, I just it, this is just a truly disappointing day because we look at it now and Aaron Rodgers is gone obviously he will be gone <laughs> and Randall Cobb Mercedes Lewis he will be taking anybody he can to play with him in New York and it, the era is over the era of championship caliber football where we were close enough because of the play on the field from the quarterback and everybody surrounding him that he was help, that he was able to help elevate the fact that they got into the playoffs on a yearly basis that's over now we have to hope that they can somehow find a way to create a roster 
that can get them to that point again. <laughs> oh my and they're gosh, banking dude. on they're banking on a guy who hasn't done it over another opportunity to win a Super Bowl and continue with a guy who wasn't given a fair shot to 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 really certainly get back not in there. last year. Certainly not last year. The, the... How could they expect him to win in that situation? Like to to extend him and put him in the situation of okay, you're not going to have Devonte, you're not going to have the OC, you're not going to have the quarterback coach, you're not going to have any kind of replacement for Devonte. But they expected him to win anyway, even though they put him in this situation, and it was never going to work. But then they still blame him for that. They don't they don't put him in a situation to win, yet they expect him to win and blame him now, feeling like it's after just extending him. Why again? We have this conversation over. And it's over no again. different this year than any other year with Aaron. It's always so much pressure on him to elevate the roster. And this was more than ever. More than ever last year. And it's no other team operates this way, man. Joe Burrow is on a rookie contract, and the the Bengals are still stocking up his uh, supporting cast. They just signed Orlando Brown to a huge deal. They've got three weapons for him. No other team acts like this, dude. No other team expects their their quarterback to elevate their entire offense just because he's a Hall of Famer or an elite player, you know? It's so much... Oh, my God, it's so frustrating. And going back to last year, it's not like the offense was trash all year. I feel like the offense, it progressed how a lot of people expected it to. Well, exactly. When by the, when the time came where these young guys... like We Romeo were a top 10 offense Watson, by the end of the year, man. And the reason for that was because the receivers actually started to play. These guys actually exactly. started to put the, put, put the play into action that Christian we had talked about. Christian broke out, you know. And look, when when they're injured or inexperienced and not doing it right, you don't expect rookies to come in right away unless they're guys like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, guys you draft in, in the top the of the first round, round. You know, the top, top tier of the first round, guys who are expected to come in and contribute right away. Not Christian Watson, who played at North Dakota State. Right. And so you draft in the second round. <laughs> exactly. So we didn't do that. We didn't give him a guy that you're expected to come in and contribute right, right away. So when you replace Devontae Adams with Sammy Watkins, second round pick, fourth round Sammy pick, Watkins. seventh round pick, right? Just that the mention of his name makes me laugh. <laughs> it's just because they, they, they treated him as if he was going to come in and replace Devontae Adams. And then you've got Alan Lazard going from wide receiver three to wide receiver one. And there's this expectation that Aaron's going to be able to play better or as good even is ridiculous. As good as he did in his two MVP seasons. Dude, the offense last year makes a lot of sense looking back on it because for the first nine weeks of the season, it was a mess. No one was on the same page. Nobody, and then they figured they it out. Wep- and, and of course they figured it out because the second round pick that we all wanted was Christian Watson, who's a player I wanted coming out of the draft. I loved him as a player. In week 10, he figured it out. He stopped dropping balls. He was getting open consistently. Rodgers was on the same page. One, week one, Christian Watson makes that drop. That would have been Wait, a touchdown. What drop, right? <laughs> like we, of course, we've talked about it a bunch, but that drop changed the season. Then there was a lack of trust, and there, it was warranted. It was health. It was health. Christian didn't play a bunch. Romeo didn't play a bunch. Sammy didn't play a bunch. All these guys that were expected to come in and replace Devonte didn't. Romeo missed Guess time. Who did play? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers threw a broken two. thumb, <laughs> through broken oh. ribs, and this guy played. But we had his his weapons. The guys that were expected to replace and fulfill the void of Devonte Adams. They did not come into action until we cut Sammy Watkins and our guys, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, they started coming on late because they're rookies and they finally started to develop. But by that time, the main point of this whole argument is that it was too little, too late. They ended up finishing 8-9 and nine after they started 5-8 and eight, or 4-8, and eight, whatever it was. They won four games in a row. They lost the final game. It was too little, too late at that point. And Aaron Rodgers gets blamed for that. <sighs> 
Aaron Rodgers gets blamed for all the chaos surrounding that, that receiving core. And I'm afraid that it's going to prove us right at the end of the day because we're going to look back and we're going to have realized we let Aaron go too soon. They're going to have success with the Jets. We are going to be in a heap of trouble. There's a, lar- there's a large chance that Jordan's not good enough to win us a Super Bowl. And I would much rather have one, two, three, if we're lucky, shots at another Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers than have 10 years of average quarterback Quarterback play that, purgatory. That sits us in a, a couple no of man's lands. And you get Literally no man's land. This is where the Vikings have been for five years now. Jordan's not going to be generational, and it would be a shock at this point if he was. But No, Jordan's going to be... The odds are just so slim. And it's it's going to be Kirk Jordan. Cousins. No, it's nothing against Jordan. It's just... I don't understand how you play the odds this way as an organization. We're betting on Jordan Love becoming a Hall of Fame quarterback versus Aaron Rodgers, who we know is already a Hall of Fame quarterback, and that's what the a gamble. we made. That's the gamble we chose. <laughs> They've bet against Aaron Rodgers one too many times, and now he's gone because they didn't want to support him. They didn't want to show him that we, we wanted him. Their desire, their, their lack of desire expressed to Aaron, come back if you want that kind of style of, of communication. Yeah, with I the guess players. we should talk about what Aaron said on the McAfee show. We should because that's a lot of it is, is why he's not here. Even though I think at the end of the day he would have come back and probably wanted to come back as long as they showed him that they were willing to help. Compete it all goes for back to 2021. His press conference, the bombshell, the mic drop, the the pipe bomb um, that he laid at his his press conference when he came back for training camp that year. Um, it's about the people, you know, and Roger said on the McAfee show today that they were telling him that they wanted him back. Yeah, the door's open if you want to return in 2023 and publicly they were saying all the right things, but Aaron heard that behind closed doors, they were shopping him and they were interested in moving on to Jordan Love. And this, um, I don't know if it confirms the report, but it, it certainly correlated with the report that the Packers secretly wanted Rogers to retire so that they could move on to Love. And how pathetic is that? That's just not how you handle business. I don't think. I think you. That's a. That's a, just a horrible strategy. They're too afraid. What? This. Be honest with the guy. Football is a human game. I. He say would this be every retired week. probably if they just told him. You know. Or or he would come back if they again if they if they were truly open to having him come back they should have been honest about how that would what that would look like instead of just playing this game of you know trying to keep him happy and not trying to be the one team that makes the divorce because, excuse me, the one side that, I'm going to repeat that, and not trying to be the side that, that makes the divorce happen. They, they were playing it as if he was a, just, a, just another guy, and in reality, he's something so much more than that. And it, it was it's a problem for the way they operated because now Aaron was put in a position to not know what his future was as he's trying to figure out how he feels about whether he wants to play or not but you don't operate like that. This is a human game, and and I'm not even just on the field. These guys are humans on the field. Every little emotion, every little thought, it creeps into what happens on the field, how they play, and what determines the success rate of every play. And then you go out and you look at the way that they handle business, and they treat it as if the bottom line is the only thing that matters. When you've got Aaron Rodgers, who's a human being, and you've got Jordy Nelson, who's a human being, and you've got Randall Cobb, who's a yeah, human being. All these guys that Clay Aaron Matthews. always mentions. Every time they it's, mention It's so these guys, ironic that this is what happened to Aaron. This is the this is the way, this is the reason he that he's leaving. He fought so hard to rectify the things that they've done 
and he did a great job at, at some of it because they put on the show of the idea that they would change for him. <laughs> at least they lied to him. <laughs> they, they, they at least made it look like they made some changes, but they will never change because they, they're they too smart for their own good. They, they just don't know when to... They, they, they don't, they don't, they're not willing to learn. They're not open-minded. And the way that they've done things has worked in the past. But there's a reality that this is a human game and you have to treat these people like people and not just treat them like part of the bottom line and part of the calculation that it takes to, to create the most money or do whatever it takes to make the corporation go around. I, I just I wish they would have seen that sooner because now it's cost them Aaron Rodgers. It cost them Devontae Adams last year and people say Devontae made that choice just like Aaron made this choice, right? But it's been it was too late. Aaron, Aaron would have came back if they wanted him back. I really, I truly believe that, and he made it seem that way on the show today. Devontae would have signed if they gave him the money that they offered before it was too late. He would have signed that deal, but at that point, he felt disrespected. It was over. The damage was done. And Brett Favre, they treated him the same way, not like a human being. And there was a different story to that, obviously, but there's a reason they fumble Hall of Fame talents left and right. <laughs> there's, there's certainly something to that, right? And <laughs> there's, there's something great about Green Bay, but a lot of it is it's stuff that the organization isn't a part of. It's the history of the team. It's the culture of the of the locker room that that's been player led for so long by Aaron guys like Aaron Rodgers, guys like Brett Favre, and and so many guys that we mention as guys that who have been slighted and wronged. And it's just it's it's so many different things. We talk about the history, the people, the fans, the culture, the way that this organization is set up, the city of Green Bay. None of those things have anything to do with Brian Gutekunst to Mark Murphy. Yeah, and it's funny when Rodgers mentions he loves Green Bay. What are, what does Aaron Rodgers love? He loves Green Bay. He loves the city. He loves the region. He loves the team. He loves the history. He loves the players. He loves the fans. He loves the coaches. He loves the coaches. But he doesn't love the ownership. No. And, and, oh, I shouldn't say that. The, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't love the corporate people. No, he doesn't, he doesn't love, love the people, the people that, upstairs. He doesn't love the GM. He doesn't love... The president. And although he has... He, <laughs> he always sure, leaves them out. He, right. he names just about everything else, but not them. He had relationships with those people, but that those are not the people that fought for him. The people that fought for him are the fans, the coaches who went to battle with him Some each fans. week. The fans, the, the real fans, the fans that know what he means to this city, this team, this organization, this, this game. But th- there's a reality that those people did not fight. Brian Gutekunst did not fight for him. He's put him in every difficult position possible. I mean, to try to enhance the roster to win a Super Bowl never occurred. They're, now their window's closed. I bet Brian wishes now that he went and did everything he could to sign J.J. Watt or went and did everything he could to sign Odell Beckham Jr. before he went to the Rams. Treat those guys. And again, it's all part of it. There's a reason they couldn't recruit free agents to come to Green Bay. The only reason they'd ever any sign anybody was because Aaron Rodgers was there and the Packers had a chance to make the playoffs every year. That was why they were able to acquire free agents. Now, that's gone as well. And they still rarely took advantage of that. that and again, right, exactly. Because because they would treat guys like Odell Beckham Jr. as just a guy that it's a privilege to play in Green Bay. It's a privilege to sign with the Packers. Not anymore, because the guy who makes it a privilege is gone. The guy who makes it a privilege is gone. And we've been saying for a long time, when we talk about the the depth of this move, when Devontae left, you know, when Devontae was the queen on the chessboard, when you lose the queen, 
you still got a chance as long as you have the king. Because you can still get that checkmate. You've got that checkmate when you've got the king on the board. That's still a possibility. That Super Bowl is still a possibility when Aaron is there. But this move, the king is gone, and now we're in checkmate. Because they got nothing. It's over. <laughs> Devontae's gone. Aaron's gone. And our king just got taken, and we're putting checkmate here. The only way I can see this being a good thing is if... The, the argument would be that, look at the Eagles. You know, Jalen Hurts on a rookie contract. They surround him with talent, with the freed-up cap space from not having an expensive quarterback. And, look, they just went to the Super Bowl. And but, I know you're about to say it's a little late for that because he's three years in now. Yes, that too. He's going into the fourth year of his deal. You're losing a lot of the value there. And also, we're trading Rodgers for what? A third-round pick, Tom Silverstein is saying? Two third-round picks? What are we getting from this? He's more expensive not on our team than he is on our team. What are we getting from this move? How are we going to surround Jordan with enough talent? This doesn't make us any better as a football team. Again, <laughs> no! <laughs> I don't, Brian Gutekunst always talks about getting better as a football team, but the most significant moves we've made in the last decade are two moves that have made us substantially worse. The Devontae Adams trade and the Aaron Rodgers trade that's soon to occur. Now, how do you consider that getting any better when you're only trading your worst players away, cutting guys like Zadarius Smith, cutting guys like Clay Matthews, and we can go on and on and on about the list of guys. This is the, why mo- the biggest moves they've made are, got, are, are cutting their own guys or trading their own or guys. Or letting them walk. Letting them walk. And this is why Jordan has to be great. That's why the expectation, the only way that the Packers have a Super Bowl window in the near future is if Jordan Love is great, because if he's average, there's not enough talent to overcome that, in my opinion. There's just not. Which pillars do we have? Forget defense. Forget defense. That's on offense, on defense. On offense, what do we have? Christian Watson also has to be great. Christian Watson has to be Devontae Adams good just to get to <laughs> back, just to give Jordan Love a target that would a put target. us in position. Literally, just end it, a target. <laughs> just a target. <laughs> Romeo literally. Dobbs. We all love Romeo. I love Romeo, but he is a question mark. He's a fourth round pick. You can't rely on. We have Samari picks. Torre and Bo Melton. What is what does this trade mean for Bo Melton's legacy? Ron, <laughs> this is this just this is like I don't understand this. It would be a different story if we had a roster like the Eagles, or if we had a roster or a young roster like the Lions that's really gonna looking like they're going to, going to ascend. But this is a pretty old roster, dude. Look around this team. It's not like we're just ready for a cheap quarterback to come in and we're gonna use that freed up cap space to bring in the extra pieces that we need. We need a lot. Jordan has to be great to carry this team. And what are the odds of that? I don't know. What are the odds that Aaron's going to be able to do that? Year. I mean, they've got guys on restructured contracts. They've got guys like David Bakhtiari, Kenny Clark, Asian guys, guys that are getting older, guys that aren't going to be here for long. And they've got this, – this roster was built for Aaron to lead us to a Super Bowl, this current group. They've got the defense. They're going to go run it back with the defense, including the coordinator. Joe Barry! So now my, my issue is – is the scapegoat at the end of this season just going to be Joe Barry when they go with four wins? And they'll <laughs> keep Matt, they'll keep Brian, Mark will be one year away from going out the door, and they'll just fire Joe Barry thinking that was the problem. Or, or <laughs> that, that's, my, that's my thoughts, really. But they're going to run it back with this defense, and this offense has David Bakhtiari. If Aaron was there, they'd have guys like Randall Cobb, the veteran, Mercedes Lewis, the veteran, and then the emerging young guys of Christian Watson and Romeo and whatever draft picks they get. You know, th- this is this is a roster built to try to win now. 
and they're going to just switch out Aaron Rodgers for Jordan Love, and that's what's going to create the average that's going to put us in purgatory of, you're going to get the 15th draft pick again next year, and that's not a good enough pick to get a generational talent, and it's also not bad enough to feel like you had an accomplishing season because you went 8-9, and nine, and you're just sitting again in a spot where you can't improve the football team because they're locked into contracts with guys that are older and positioned to be winning with Aaron Rodgers when it's not going to happen with Jordan Love. Or what could what could also happen is we make the playoffs in a weak NFC and then we get booted in the wild card round and it's the, the same thing. This is the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings with Kirk Cousins, they make the wild card round every other year because I don't know. They they have Kirk Cousins is just good enough and they have a lot of talent on that a team. A lot of talent on that club. Yeah. That's a lot there's and, a lot of guys And that then have... what do they have to show for it? Nothing. Yeah. They're the they're the bannerless boys. That's what I call them. <laughs> They've got nothing. Is and that off the dome? That, I just made that one up. So, But, I mean, this is the reality. I, I just don't know what they can do moving forward without a guy of the caliber of Aaron Rodgers. And Burn to, the whole thing down, man. you got to start over. I would fire everybody. And that's <laughs> maybe that's a little rash. But I'm, I've been saying with Gutekunst, he has just absolutely fumbled so many talented players in favor of guys that he that he wanted to draft. So he swapped out Aaron Rodgers for Jordan Love. He swapped out Devontae Adams for Christian Watson, who which could be, you know, but it's not going to be the same. Obviously, Devontae is, is a better player than Christian Watson likely will ever be. And that, not to put a cap on Watson, but Devontae's a Hall of Famer. Right. Right? So that's, not, that's, that's one example. But he's swapping out guys that have been better than many players in the league for guys that he drafted and it's not working out his draft picks have not been good enough and we're sitting here trying to think that we're going to win and I just don't think they can do it with Brian Gutekunst controlling the personnel of this team I want to talk about this because it's slightly relevant but um I've seen people on Twitter not going to name any names but in the in the past few days mentioning the years 2020 and 2021 talking about the receiving core and talking about how, well, Lazard just got $44 million from the New York Jets and MVS got $11 million per year from the Chiefs last offseason. How are you going to sit here and say that we didn't have enough talent outside of Devontae? There, there are people actually thinking like this, and it makes me wonder how we are all watching the same sport, how we are all watching the same team, because it is so clear that Gutekunst did not go all in. Everyone says we went all in in the past three years. I don't understand how that's a reality. In what ways did we go all in? MVS was a sixth round pick, fifth round pick. I don't care. Alan <laughs> Lazard was un- plucked from a practice squad. That is the one position that he has completely ignored. They haven't invested anything into that position. And now Rodgers is gone, and we always. I'm sure people get sick of hearing us complain about this, but guess what? Rodgers is gone, so it doesn't matter. We will never see him hoist another Lombardi in green and yellow. It's never going to happen. It, our our dreams. Have died. I have attended the burial of my own rosy hopes and dreams. That's a quote. <laughs> but it's so disappointing that we no longer get to uh, dream about this, man. Did you make that up? No, it's a quote. Oh, that's a quote. No. <laughs> yeah. Read it in a book. You ever read one? But I've never read a book before. No. Wow, you should yeah. get on that. Yeah. Um, Maybe gonna... I'll read The Packer Way by Ron Wolf. <laughs> uh, it's just so sad that we went those years, this last Super Bowl window, the two MVPs, you know, that that is the biggest reason we didn't win in those we years. We have failed him, truly. 
I mean, think about all the years that we've been relevant, that we would not have been relevant if not for Rodgers. Think about 2015. Without Jordy Nelson, he gets hurt in the preseason, and we made the playoffs and nearly beat the two-seed Arizona Cardinals in Arizona in overtime. You know, think about 2016 when we were 4-6, and six and Aaron wills us back with the best string of quarterback play that anyone has ever seen. He has saved a lot of people's jobs. He's made a lot of players money. 2017, he breaks his collarbone when we were 4-1. and one. And our season, it's, we're done. One guy goes down and we're done. No hopes. Nothing. I'm as big a McCarthy fan as anybody. But he kept him with a job for a, <laughs> for a long time. He could have been, he would have been fired on a lot of other football, any other quarterback plan. He's a scapegoat for a lot of things that went on. And I love Matt LaFleur. But, but he's probably going to get is Matt LaFleur well. uh, is Matt LaFleur really a coach who wins 13 games 3 seasons in a row? Of course he's Absolutely done a great job and he revived not. Rodgers' career. But Rodgers has a lot to do with that. And everyone who plays with him knows this and really it's just people who Packer fans. I've never been more frustrated by Packer fans in any offseason of my life. But they have gotten bored almost by Aaron Rodgers. They have gotten they're just spoiled. They're spoiled in Titletown, people say, usually for different reasons. But it's just, I don't understand. They've seen too many snaps of Aaron Rodgers. They don't know what other quarterbacks look like, I suppose. I'm looking at a picture of, of Rodgers right now on my wall. The way he's gripping this football, the way he throws the football. There's no one like him in sports. There's no one like him. And they just take him for granted, I feel like, dude. So, it doesn't make any sense to me. But, I mean, God, I mean, what do we even talk about now? It's just like... I mean, we could sit here all day long. And we have. <laughs> we have, we do, and we will. We're just, but <laughs> we, We've been talking a lot before we turned on the mics, and we're going to continue once we hit stop recording. <laughs> but um, there's so many layers to everything. My main thing is the, just, what, what happens now, and will we ever recover from this? Because it's just all about what they do to respond. And jobs are... I said, the minute Aaron Rodgers walks out that door, whether voluntarily or involuntarily, Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur, among every other person in that building, their jobs are now officially on the line. Nobody gets fired when Aaron Rodgers is there. The only person that gets fired, the GM once, when Ted Thompson was getting to a point where he was unhealthy and couldn't do the job... And McCarthy, after 13 years... (laughs) Where Aaron Rodgers continued to save his job. After enough was enough in a six-win season. You don't get fired with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is carrying you to at least... It took the worst season of Rodgers' career for Mike to get fired also. And again, Rodgers put himself in a position to play every single game and... On a broken leg. on On a broken leg, right? And then, and the same thing goes this year. Not his best year. He played through injuries, and the guy who got chopped this time was Aaron, but I think, again, that was the mistake. They didn't do it when Rodgers was there in 2018 and had a bad year, but this year, again, jobs are on the line because now they're we're really going to get to see, can you do it without the greatest of all time leading your franchise, leading your locker room? Will guys buy into Matt LaFleur? I've never looked at him as a leader of men, especially on this team. Aaron has been the leader. Aaron is what... Training camp. It's Even at training camp, you feel it. Everybody <laughs> looks at Aaron. 
the whole time. Devontae said it last year. Devontae said it last year. It's different when he's in the room. It's different when he's on the field. There's Guys are trying a little bit harder when he's out there, you know? He's they the know. AD. He's been, he is the organization. He's been there longer than anyone else out there. there this is, is his city. It's his team. He has an aura about him that is just absolute legend status. There's not many guys. Look at how the Jets players are sitting here on Twitter. Begging. Oh, pleading. my God. Oh, my God. And they, they just want a taste. They want one year, two <laughs> years of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. We've had it for 18 years. And guys have gotten, fans have gotten bored. That's what it is. They don't, again, it's the spoiled. They don't know how good we have it. Luckily, Griff and I have understood the fact that this is precious. This whole time that we've had him has been precious, and it is rare, but now it is over, and we are in a spot where Aaron Rodgers has this aura, he has this this absolute legend status about him, that when he is in the area, in the room, on the field, all eyes are on him, the pressure is on, the, the tension the excellent standard it is all palpable tangible and every single person within arm's reach every single person from a mile away can sense it and now we are put in this position where that is gone and there is no person that everyone looks to there is no leader there is no hero there is no superman anymore and now somebody's going to pay if they don't hurry and fix it. Yeah. If Jordan doesn't look great right away. Which I'm not going to sit here on record saying that Jordan's going to suck. Because I don't know. Obviously. Hot take. Breaking news. I don't know if Jordan Love's going to be good or not. But all I'm saying is that I think it's bad process. I think it's a bad gamble to take this risk and go with Jordan Love. Because most quarterbacks are not elite. Most quarterbacks are not good, even. And Jordan Love, I don't know what other people have seen from him. I don't know if some fans have had a private workout session with him that I wasn't privy to. But um, from what I've seen, I don't think he's going to be the next Patrick Mahomes, and I don't think it's worth moving on from Rodgers in favor of Jordan Love. But, I mean, the the it's going to be, you know, once we get to July, Braun, we're going to be excited. You know, we're going to be in training camp probably again this summer. I think we're going to be excited once again. We're going to be excited for Rodgers on the Jets. That's going to be really fun. He's probably going to be on hard knocks. It's going to be a fun uh, fun preseason leading up to that, watching him quarterback a different team. That'll wow. be painful. That as will anything. be painful. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be excited for Jordan Love. We're going to root for him. If you've listened to this show for a long time, you know we disagreed with the drafting of Jordan Love. We've disagreed with fans who have wanted to move on from Rodgers every season now. And this is why I don't buy into these fans, dude, because it's not just like all of a sudden all these fans are ready to move on to Jordan Love. They were ready to move on last year and the year before when Rodgers was coming off two of the best seasons of his entire career. It's never been about Jordan Love. It's never been about Rodgers. It's never been about the cap. It's never been about any of this. It's been about... I don't know, confirming their priors, wanting Jordan, believing that Brian Gutekunst could never make a mistake. That's what I truly believe it is. It's about love. It's about loving the organization or, or rooting for the organization so much that you don't care who suits up because you always will root for the team to win. But that, and that's a reality that everybody understands. That, and some people feel that way. But there is also context to being a fan and context to rooting for a team. And there, it's okay to understand or put yourself in a mind space to realize that Aaron Rodgers 
is the greatest player to ever walk the face of this planet. <laughs> and he helps you win football games. And you can want him to be the quarterback more than you want Brian Gutekunst to be correct. You can, or, or whatever the case is, you can root for a player over the GM of the organization. Because the player is the organization in this case. In this case, yeah. And his name is Aaron Rodgers, and he will forever go down as the greatest player I, I in am, Green Bay Packers history. I'm so sick of seeing this exact brutal take, this blazing hot take on Twitter. I'm so sick of it. Braun, you can... It's not impossible to love Aaron Rodgers and cherish all the memories and also believe that the, the best for the organization is to move on. And move on from Rogers and switch to love. You can you can have both opinions. I'm so sick of seeing that dude. I see it every single minute on Twitter. Every time I open my phone, it's in the replies or someone saying this, and I'm so sick of hearing it. Like, yes, I get it. So if you are getting ready to comment that on this video, or if you're gonna comment that on one of our Instagrams, please just keep it to yourself because I understand. I've seen it already. I'm so unbelievably tired of seeing that. But um, I I I. I do disagree with that opinion because I do not understand how it is the right move to move on. And it also frustrates me, people on Twitter, who say, I love Aaron Rodgers, but it is absolutely time to move on. No debate. Oh, I'm sorry? I'm sorry, <laughs> what? No debate? Look, you can believe that it's time to move on. You can say that, in my opinion, Jordan Love gives us a better chance to win a Super Bowl. You can argue that. But sitting here and saying, it's absolutely time to move on, you know? Saying it so bluntly, matter-of-factly... That is bizarre. That makes no sense. What do you mean? Jordan, what have you seen? Where have I been? <laughs> you didn't see him start a full 16-game season last year? Where was this? Did I sleep through this? <laughs> I mean, it's again, Griff, it's all, it all goes back to what I was saying about you can root for the player. I think people, don't, these fans these days will do whatever. It's organization, organization, GM, they're always And right. it makes sense, right? You're a fan of the Players team. Players come and go. The yeah, organization yeah, is yeah, forever, yeah. right? And I get that. But Aaron is different. And not even just Aaron. I think there is, you can say, you think the GM did something not great. I feel like that's lost. There's these, all these fans believe that the GM is always right. Goody knows best. Mark knows best that gap tooth piece of trash. <laughs> Look, I'm not someone who's going to sit here and say, Goody sucks. Get him out of here. I'm close, Griff. I know you're close. You're closer than I am, I'd say. I think, I think Goody has done an okay job as the general manager, but these people who think that he is without error, could never make a mistake, everything he does is the holy gospel, and he would never make a bad move, including the drafting of Jordan Love in 2020. I don't get that. Oh, my god. What has he been, what has Brian Goodikens been exceptional at? driving our best players out of town <laughs> he's pretty good at that he's not bad at that but it's not like he's a great drafter i'm not gonna sit here and go through his draft he's track clearly record. not great with human beings or personal <laughs> communication <laughs> but i don't i don't think i'm not someone who thinks that any gm can be a better or worse drafter than the next gm you know minus some ex extreme examples of that but um at like signing free agents he did it he for one off it. season one off season where we had tons of cap space and the way yeah. that it was, the way that it sounded, from from what I understood, was that he just threw the most money at these players' agents. It was never like, <laughs> oh, I want to come and play with these with, with with the Packers. It was he threw the most money at these free agents that that came right immediately, and we had all this tons. And of look, Zedarius, Preston, 
Amos, Zedarius said my agent told well. me I was going to Green Bay. Preston told yeah. me my agent was going to Green Bay. Same, yeah. That's what yeah. happens these days. And it's not about that. Since then, though, I don't know what Gutekunst has done to make people believe that he is this, I don't know, executive of the year type of general manager. I don't know, but people love the guy. I'm well, not someone who hates him, but there are certainly people who hate him. There, I don't, I don't hate him, but because I'm a Packers fan, yeah. but I, I also think he's made a lot of mistakes that have cost us Super Bowls, and I think this, I agree with that. This is the most colossal mistake because now we can't even compete for one. At least we've been competing for Super Bowls, or at least in the conversation, I should say, because we haven't made the Super Bowl in over a decade. But we've been in that conversation on a yearly basis, and it's including taken, this year. It's taken the weirdest fluke losses <laughs> year and after year after year for us to not get back there. I don't even think it would have gotten to this point if we got that receiver or we got no, that player. I know, yes. Or I we know. made that signing or we made that We trade make trades in the season, you know. We attack like all these other Super Bowl teams do. Again, here our next, our, the biggest trades we've made... We made, we traded Devontae, and now we're going to trade Aaron. Those are the trades we make. We don't trade for players that are going to help us win in the middle of the season when we need an influx of talent, a morale boost. We're losing five games in a row. What do we do? We make that trade for <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. We don't make those moves. Oh. Again, so we, we never made that. They always wanted to hedge their bets on the idea that we could be competitive every single year. Don't give up that third-round pick for Will Fuller. Don't give up that second-round pick for Darren Waller. Emmanuel Sanders, if you want to go back to 2019. And that's a guy who helped helped him with the 49ers. And and these guys guys have come in and helped. OBJ OBJ helped the Rams win a Super Bowl. He would have been the Super Bowl MVP if he stayed healthy in that game. And again, it's just they, they never made the right moves. Guys that didn't even... Guys that didn't work out, you put them with Aaron Rodgers on a championship-caliber team, maybe it works out in a different way. And I'm talking about guys like... even You could point to so many moves. One of them being... The one that always comes to mind for me was J.J. Watt. I always thought if you put him next to, J, next to Zadarius and Kenny Clark on that D-line with the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, I thought that would have made our defense truly special for his last stretch of his career. You don't like Dean Lowry? Oh, Dean Lowry was our Super Bowl player. <laughs> that was the guy we were relying on to win a Super Bowl. I thought if we got J.J. Watt in the mix there, that's the move I thought you have to make. But they didn't make that move, and it's all these. And and he ended up retiring without winning, without a true winning season, a real caliber championship season. And I felt like it, that that would have changed if he came to Green Bay. He would have been in probably a possibility of a Super Bowl. And again, I just don't know what. Not interested. Okay, right, they're just not going to be in that conversation truly at the end of the day. Even if it some comes out that they were interested, it was never true interest in trying to win a Super Bowl because they never made a competitive enough offer. They've always... It's just like... We've been saying it for years. They'd rather be good every year than be great for one season. Even Especially though, when if this was going to be the last year, you'd think they would have gave it a better try. I know, right? This is so stupid. You should have traded him last wor- year. This was maybe their worst effort in trying to win. Now, all why this have, value we lost. Why have Aaron if you weren't going to try to win a Super Bowl? Stupid. They, they they assembled the roster as a bridge year. We already talked about this, right? And as if as if Aaron was going to be the quarterback this coming season and maybe more to try to really go all in. They had Aaron come back on a roster that wasn't competitive. <laughs> they had Aaron play for this last year on a team, like, again, that was not going to win a Super Bowl from a talent standpoint. We had hoped that Aaron could carry us, and he started to play well enough, and the, the roster started to come together again too little too late. But like we just said, 
This year was a waste at that point, and if you were going to trade him anyway, or had or got close enough to make that rash decision to go and trade him regardless, why didn't you just trade him last year when we could have got three first-round <laughs> picks and your best three players? I know, dude. It should have... It should have been him and Devontae in the same offseason if you're just going to trade Aaron the next year and not give him a real team to play with. Give him a chance to maybe rectify some of that with these new guys, trading his trading the Hall of Fame best receiver in football, and then you're going you're gonna to trade him for not playing up to the MVP level when you put his best receiver on a different football team <laughs> and replaced him with a first and second round pick, and those were a defensive player and then Christian Watson. I mean, ridiculous. And he didn't play long enough or come along far enough until it was too late. We had this conversation, but it's just so important to reiterate. And now we're sitting here again, hoping and praying that they can find a way to rectify this entire thing. But I don't think Brian is built to do it because he's the one who's created all these messes. Part of the argument for trading Rodgers was the trade value. The package. Now the we're going to get what? A second round pick a second, at most? Maybe? Oh my God. I won 13. Give me thirteen. I I was always I always talked about, and this was before this year, but if in in these past multiple years when the trade conversations were going on out from the outside in the media, I I said the conversation starts at three first round picks and I probably want four, and that was not <laughs> I thought that was I and to me that's not unfair because that's the MVP of the world, that is the greatest to ever do it, and if they're gonna trade him, you better get the world's largest package in the history of packages. <laughs> and instead, now we're sitting here talking about we just traded the MVP who's only 39 and I say only 39 because I think he could play deep into the into the early 40s. Yeah, okay, not to be ignorant about what's impacting his trade value though. He does, you know, contemplate retirement every offseason. That's, That's going to drive fair. down the trade value. Certainly, but again, I think he, he even just as recent as his last McAfee appearance he talked about playing up to three more years, and he said that multiple times this season. So if you have the possibility, let's just call it two years of Aaron Rodgers on your football team, three first-round picks. I want three. I want three. You need to give me three. One for this year, one for next year, and one for the year that Aaron plays and leaves. <laughs> That's what I want, and I wouldn't do anything less because he's that valuable and he's done that much, and he's earned that respect of getting that kind of trade package back. That's the best player on the planet. It's not going to happen though. It won't. We're, we're going to get. We're going to get a second round. We might pick. not get one first round. Pick. We're going to get. We're going to get a comp pick. We're going to get a comp pick from it. We're going to get a fourth round pick. Uh, oh, Brian won't. Ca- Brian won't make. It's that a one team bidding war right now. And Brian won't do any. Brian will just be nice. Brian will be cute and nice about it, so he doesn't disrupt but, his relationship with Joe Douglas. <laughs> Give it to uh, you right. for a second rounder. The, pack, the Packers have a lot of leverage right now because Rodgers just told the whole world that he's going to play for the Jets before the trade is actually done. So now the Jets are, I don't know, maybe this is all ploy. I highly doubt Rodgers would do that for the Packers. But um, the Packers have a lot of leverage right now. So we could be sitting here in June with Rodgers still not being a Jet, which would mean that we get no trade value this year. That would be, I mean, that's that's the kind of idiocy we're talking about. That's better for the cap, though. I don't care. I really don't, <laughs> truly, because we need the picks now. We're trying to win. We're trying to replace Aaron Rodgers as soon as possible. No, I would probably wait till June though, because I'm not trying to win now. I want the draft picks. You need these guys. I like the draft picks. In. You're right. You're right. These but guys aren't going to come. If it in means right we away. could get a 2024 first, I'd probably this, no from the Jets. 
Yeah. If, when they're not going to be pick number 13, my friend. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's like... Gonna <laughs> you're be, right. That's going to be the 32nd pick. That's going to be number 32. Uh, so I'm... I'm right. yeah. again, that's a good point. A good I point. don't... Then they, I wonder if they're smart enough to consider that. But also, I, I just think they need to start developing players as quickly as possible to start getting this window open again. Because right now it is so slammed shut... There is a screen in front of a screen, and the locks are tight on these things, and you can't jam the lock. The deadbolt. Deadbolt. Wood boards across the window when you finally open it up to. This window is shut. Again, we're not sitting here on record. I'm not, at least. I speak for myself. I'm not sitting here on record saying Jordan Love is going to suck. You're not going to get a comment from me. (laughs) No comment from you. But I'm just saying it's not likely that he's going to be elite. And I think being elite is what this roster would need to be competitive in the near future. And I don't think that's that's a hot take. I don't think that's very bold. Um, As for this show, I think we're done here. Done a lot of talking. Not much more we can say. We're going to be back. At least now we have some clarity, right? It's always a bright side. Now we have some clarity and continue our careers and what we do. <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers, my favorite athlete ever. I'm not going to do a whole... I'm not going to make you cry. <laughs> no, we're not doing the tribute. What are your favorite games? What's your favorite moment? There's too many to go through, and I can't think of a top 10 list if we even wanted to do that. But um, Rodgers, my favorite athlete of all time, and today has been a very sad day, and this has been a very sad show. And unlike last year when we traded Devontae Adams, which was a, a show fueled by anger and um, confusion, this has been a, uh, a very sad day. Because it's been a, it's been like I, I compared it earlier, Bron. I don't know if you heard me. I think you were too uh, in your own world to hear me <laughs> hear me say this earlier. But I compared this to being blown out in the NFC Championship game, which is what this process has been, versus losing in o- overtime in the NFC Championship game, which was what losing Devontae was, which was just a sudden shock out of nowhere. Um, that's what it hit me like. But this this Rogers thing has been like days and weeks of like years. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But like. You know, more this, specifically, this, yeah, just this Jets thing. Yeah, it's yeah. been it's been like and over, it's still going over the past two weeks. I would say it's been you know from confidence interval of ninety five percent sure that Rogers was staying, it slowly trickled down to zero uh, percent. Now it's been a slow process versus Devonte being going from one hundred to zero with the snap of a finger with the send tweet from Adam Schefter. Um, so it's been. Yeah, it's just been sad today, really. It's just been sad, and I disagree with the front office's decision, and I'm not going to sit here. Another thing that frustrates me about Twitter, I really need to delete this app off my phone. Um, People who are like, they give their tribute to Rodgers, and then they say, but I am absolutely excited for the future and cannot wait. Okay, can we wait for the excitement? Because I can wait. I would like to wait, actually. I would like to sit with this for a while. Yeah, can we just, like, appreciate... Let me be excited in June and July. Yeah, let's all like start making Jordan Love twelve second highlight videos. Because he's <laughs> how had about this? How about throws. this cover two hole shot to Aaron Jones in the Eagles game? That wasn't a catch. Incomplete pass, <laughs> but <laughs> check out the arm talent. Oh my goodness! I mean, yeah. I, I one thing I I said a lot today was I would just say like whether you disagree with us and disagree that maybe they they should have made this move. This is the time. This is whatever. I would say the reverence and respect for Aaron and the fans that do care and want him to stay and and are upset about this move. I think that's important. Not, you know, there's been a lot of hatred out there. A lot. And more than I expected because this is the greatest player any Packers fan has and will ever see walk the face of the earth. There are people excited on Twitter. There are people excited, right? So it's like, 
maybe you should look in the mirror and show a little respect to the fans that care and are intelligent and the fans that are mourning this. This is a true loss. So I would say some respect is is necessary. And just for Aaron, I would say just the greatest ever. Uh, the Packers, the once a pa- I, I said this, once a Packer, always a Packer. But for him, it was more than that because he is the epitome of everything it means to ever have walked down that Lambeau Field tunnel for a game to lead this football club from the locker room perspective to be a constant member of what the front office is about and, and to care so much about what goes on there. He cares more than anybody ever has. He, he said today he bleeds green and gold more than any other human, anybody who's ever walked through that building, and he wanted to win more than anyone. So it, it's important to, to appreciate everything he did, and he will forever be the Packers quarterback. He's the best to ever do it. Forever my quarterback. Forever our quarterback. He's my first quarterback. He'll and always be my quarterback. Always. Yeah. Love the guy, and... um. Yeah, it's it's gonna be more more painfulness, more more pain and uh, sadness in the coming days and weeks as this continues to develop and the trade becomes real, more real than it already is. And it's gonna be sad, but um, we're gonna be here. So we're still Packer fans. We're not gonna be today in New Jersey, today in Florham Park, today in MetLife. MetLife Leapers? Is that you think about that? I was thinking about it. <laughs> uh, that's not happening. Still Packers fans, and um, yeah, the future is a beautiful mystery. Looking pretty ugly. <laughs> I just, I, to be honest, it's looking a little ugly. Ugly mystery. Ugly mystery. But um, we're going to be here. So thank you so much for listening to us. Um, if you enjoyed this show, you can rate it five stars on Spotify and iTunes and yada, yada, yada. Follow us Instagram today in Titletown. I, you can follow me on Instagram at AllDayPackers. Brown is on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. And yeah, that's everything. We're going to be we're gonna be back soon because uh, Brown is leaving. I'm leaving. We're both leaving pretty soon, going our separate ways. So we're going to crank out at least one more in-person podcast before we end this little trip and uh so yeah stay tuned for that we'll be back soon thank you so much for listening go pack go thank you for listening everybody as always we hoped you enjoyed this packers therapy session (laughs) the toughest of all but again forever aaron Rodgers, our quarterback the green bay packers the greatest to ever do it and Regardless of what happens in the future, his past and present leadership for us and the ability to watch him was the most special thing a Packers fan will ever see. So, again, forever and always our quarterback. Go Pack Go, Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) 